Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks, and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. I am here in the Sales Chat Show studio, as always, with Mr. Phil Jess and Mr. Graham Jones, and I'm Simon Hazeldean. Today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, are salespeople an endangered species? Ooh, little piece of research from good old CEB saying customers are too busy for sales conversations. Will we need salespeople in the future or not? Is everything moving online? We have our resident internet psychology expert, Mr. Graham Jones here. What's your view from that perspective, Mr. Jones? I don't know why we're discussing this because this is going to be a really short program because you know there's no point in talking about it because everything's online isn't it you know that's it it's all gone online so that's it that's and it, it. the reason they not can't talk to salespeople is they're busy on the internet doing what checking buying. stuff out buying things buying doing things. the transactions googling googling yeah people are googling all day and, and I, I, I did hear actually in a, uh, in a something on the radio, that in the future customers will source their suppliers in one of two ways. They'll either Google it or they'll go on personal recommendation, which does rather sound as if Graham has a point. However, though, if they recommend that you speak to Steve Smith, Sarah Jones, Fred Bloggs, won't that be a salesperson, a real living human being for them to talk to? They might Google them. Well, yeah, but they, even if even if they're where are they getting their recommendations from? Because they're getting their recommendations online. They're getting them from social media. They're getting them from those trusted review sites. So they, they might be getting them from uh, you know personal contact. Or they might be getting them from personal contact, but a lot of the time, those recommendations are going to come online. The uh, where you find. I can't remember the names of the people you just named, but whoever these whoever people they are, are yeah. they need yeah. to work on their yeah. personal yeah. They, past, they need to they? raise their Google profile, obviously, yeah. for me to remember <laughs> them. But you, you will find them online, and you'll be able to chat to them online. And even if they're not there, their resident chatbot will guide you through the process of buying whatever it is you want to I'm, buy. From my sort of personal experience, which is not, you know, it's not necessarily meant to be sort of statistically valid in any way at all, I, there is some worrying truth, I think, to what Graham is saying, because it is so simple to buy so many things now online. It's, and I like to do that. It's fast, it's easy, it's simple. You know, Amazon take a significant amount of my, you know, shopping, retail, whatever it is, spend every, every year. But where's the line where it's too complicated to buy, it's too difficult to buy, you need advice, you need guidance? How much do you see that being able to be fulfilled? Well, isn't it about trust? I mean, to answer your question, I think where trust is a very important ingredient in the sales process, uh, as it would be for any of us, if we were now to contact a lawyer yeah. or an accountant or a dentist or whatever, but where there, where there is a 
relationship that includes the element of trust. I'm not quite sure that can be conveyed uh, online. Well, apart, sorry, on. apart from the fact there are plenty of legal services that are now provided online without going in front of anyone, so you can get your divorce online automatically, you can get your will written online automatically. So all those traditional legal services that you needed to trust your lawyer with, you can buy them online. They turn, you turn them into a commodity, basically, yeah. is what you were saying. Well, it could also be. I mean, I know, I know retail environments are under massive pressure from, from people like, you know, largely Amazon. Um, but there is the point that, that the salespeople of the future don't necessarily need to be physically located in a particular place because technology allows you to, to speak. If you do need to speak to a human being in order to get some advice and guidance, you know, I can definitely see that being done more and more over, over chat, over the internet, or, or increasingly, you know, face-to-face via video media, yeah. though, online, because, you know, the, the, the platforms and the technology is fantastic. So I can actually talk to someone that maybe I trust, an expert, but I won't necessarily have to be doing that physically in the way we maybe thought about salespeople in the past. I can think of a place where salespeople are going to be very important in the future. Um, okay, let's accept, accept that Graham is right and the world of the internet is one where customers will find solutions to problems that they've got. But they won't find solutions to problems they don't yet know they have. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's the role of the face-to-face salesperson through skillful questioning and a good in-depth understanding of the customer or the prospect's business to identify those issues. So let's forget my word trust for a moment and, and, and talk about advice yeah. and guidance and talking about things that are going to come up in the future that might well actually be a bit of a challenge for the customer that they are not actually aware of at that time. So I think I'm I'm with Graham in terms of the vast majority of what we might describe as transactional sales. There is very little value a salesperson is going to be able to add to that. And you know, and in fact I don't think they added a lot of value in the past, to be honest. They no. were just taking the customer's order. They're just order takers. Just yeah. order takers. If you're more talking about the order makers where you know the customer either doesn't know the solution to their problem, they need consultancy, they need advice. And I'm kind of thinking that in higher end, more complex B2B style environments yeah. with multiple decision makers, multiple stakeholders. Or to, or to use a well-worn phrase, a challenging friend. Yes. A challenging yeah. friend who's going to be happily sitting there with a coffee, uh, chatting, but at the same time asking some difficult questions and helping the customer find those solutions. And I know Graham has on previous episodes you know, given examples of some pretty high ticket items yeah. that have been purchased online in the multiple in the multiple yeah. millions. You know, I think to do with the level of investment by the customer, the complexity of the decision, the strategic importance to their organization, etc. There is a role for someone to coordinate, navigate, advise, guide, so mm. I can see a uh, yeah. a, a requirement for a population there. I, I, I have a question for our listeners to uh, reflect and contemplate on, and, and my question is this. Um, if your business ceased to exist today, what would customers miss about it tomorrow? Yeah. If the answer to that question is not a lot, then maybe Graham's argument is absolutely right. They would 
head for the internet fairly quickly. If the answer to that question was, well, if, if your business ceased to exist, we'd miss the advice you give us, the guidance, those forums that we attend every now and again, the mm. network that you've created where we can talk to people who are like us. If there are lots of things in that department, then the role of the salesperson is very much alive and, well, maybe a little bit different from today. Yeah, definitely different. I think that's definitely going to be going to be. The They're case. going to be much more consultative. There's yeah. a, a, a <laughs> blast from our past shows that you know sales is much more about consulting with your clients, and you can you can imagine like on a business park, you'd have you know where they have the cafe and that kind of central hub. You'd have a number of salespeople who just resident there to provide advice and consultancy to the you know the plethora of businesses around that business park uh, who are just they don't have to travel they're just there as the advisors to those businesses the cult consultants to those businesses providing them with IT solutions or HR solutions or whatever it is they need to provide and you can see that, that rather than having the traveling salesperson of old you have resident salespeople Yes, which um, is an interesting uh, yeah. way of thinking about a different... But interestingly, the, the actual research from um, CEB, uh, there, are, there are sort of two parts. At the top of the chart, I mentioned the first part, customers say they're too busy to have sales conversations. But the research also says they will make time for sellers who provide insight on their business, which is back to yes. Phil's point about maybe it's a problem you don't even know you've got because you're not aware of the solution that the, the, your, yes. your, the organization you represent can, pro can provide. Yes. So, you know, the, my simplistic example is nobody nobody knew they wanted the post-it note before the post-it note yeah. was invented. It, you know, yeah. it created a, if you like, it created a need rather than it fulfilled, fulfilled a need. Yeah, so I think, I think a lot of technology sales, for example, are going to be sitting in that. Yeah. Sitting in that, that I, I think you're right. I think the customer is not interested at all in hearing about the salesperson's business in any detail. What yep. they're paying the salesperson for is to learn more about their own business. Yeah. And I think also at, at, at the higher end of, of, of you know key account management, etc., where you're managing complex multi multi-stakeholder relationships. Again, I think where the interface is complex or um, you know the the solution is more complex or higher value. There's still a role for I think for an intelligent salesperson to, to play a part. But how much of that is going to be the traditional going in face to face? When now you know increasingly I have a lot of meetings with clients through a virtual, through in a in a virtual environment. You know, mm. and it is it, it can be done very effectively and it, I don't think it's going to be a poor second going mm. forwards either. It's actually actually it's quite a good way for us to work together. But it's still a relationship though, isn't it? Well, that's the interesting one, is, is can you have a relationship through a transactional online environment? Well, not in the, not in the you know... Not in the same way, but mm. you can still have an... You know, many people have online relationships yeah. and uh, continue those without ever meeting the person and still their business works. But at some point, sometimes you are going to need to be at the client's office because it's yeah. about that understanding the business. I can only understand a business so much by talking to a talking head on a video, uh, but to get how that manufacturer works, for example, I need to be in the building to kind of mm. sense it and smell it and touch it in order that I understand it. So the salesperson might need to go out, not to do the selling, but to do the understanding. Mm. So maybe the question for people listening in to ask is, you know, how much... 
how much insight am I providing, how much value am I providing, how much do clients need my advice, my help in order to make those decisions, might be an indicator of the viability of my role going forwards. Yeah. And just on, the, on yeah. your technology point, I'm sure if you asked anybody who has relatives in Canada or Australia or wherever, whether they uh, have been able to build a meaningful relationship over the last decade over the telephone and emails and Skype calls and all the rest of it, they would probably say, yeah, we have an excellent yeah. relationship, yeah. even though uh, I've never actually been to Canada uh, yes. or New-, New Zealand or whatever. So I think it's, it's about using that technology in a similar way, isn't it? Delete the word relative and insert the word prospect or customer. We're still asking the salesperson or the future to be doing that sort of thing? For me it all comes down to how much help, guidance, advice does the customer need in order to be able to make a really good buying decision. If the answer is fairly low, why would you need it done yeah. by a physical person who can just yeah. be managed automatically and online by to buy technology? And that will become more and more sophisticated as well as as, as, as time goes on. And that that sort of salesperson I think will be an endangered or are so, an endangered well, yes. Yeah. So, so for our listeners who were at the start of this episode and Graham's comments uh, were contemplating a change of career <laughs> what, what, what advice are we actually well, giving them now? What recommendations are we giving uh, them now? The, they can become programmers of chatbots that will replace them. Yeah? So they, they just learn how to program the online salesperson who just uh, replaces them. But I think there's also something about attitude here because uh, I think one good example of things, the internet being the transactional sale, is a local authority up in Scotland a few years ago wanted needed a new bridge built in the town. And they eventually, you know, obviously they have to go through the tendering process and all of that and spending public money. And they did all of that. And obviously you've got to have people measure it and engineers. It's a complicated purchase. But the actual purchase was a single buy now button on a website. So they spent £16 million. Whereas in the past, somebody would have gone in with a a salesperson would have gone in, they'd have done contracts, they'd have done all of that. All of that was done automatically. So So what happens is the salesperson's role in that all of the kind of transaction was taken away, even though, so that just shows us that even for complicated things, the transaction part of the sale is an internet thing. Yeah. So the, the only bit that for the salesperson that's left over now is the consultative bit. Yeah, that's that, and that, and that folks, is probably, you know, I guess the kind of the answer to how much are you value are you providing through your consultations, advice, guidance, insight you're providing to your customer? If that's low, it's in the transactional area. Why? Why would you? Yeah. Why would you want to go to the expense all time? And fortu- yeah. fortunately, uh, for our listeners, we have of course got masses of other episodes in the consultative selling Absolutely. skills arena, Absolutely. haven't we? So <clears throat> yeah, so make make sure you check out um, the library now of episodes on on saleschatshow dot um, I think where the value added historically was low, those folks have probably already been replaced mm. in terms of, you know, and, and we've, we've seen that happening with retail businesses a lot. So I think it's the kind of selling you're doing and who you're doing it for will dictate, you know, the viability of the profession going yeah. forwards. Go and be a partner, not a supplier. Fantastic. Any closing words, Mr. Jones, the harbinger of doom for all face-to-face salespeople it appears you've become? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'd better not have any closing remarks. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it, 
I think the the transact the order taker salesperson. I think they've known for several years. Their yeah. jobs are. Uh, have been on the line and many of them have gone already and been replaced by Trezor. So the the people listening to this are the people in that consultative advisory area and all they need to do is realise that they need to concentrate much more on that, much more in supporting their customer and advising them and being almost an internal person for their clients, being somebody who's working for their client and in doing so you just happen to be able to sell the stuff for the company you're employed by. Mm. And to Phil's point, make sure you are focusing on improving the core kind of competence and skills required for that kind of sales role going forwards. That is that mm. up-to-date, consultative, solution-focused approach to selling. And, and on that point, sometimes uh, I think salespeople uh, will agonise about what that actually is. But it can, of course, become a question. Uh, saying to the customer, how do you feel about the value we create, followed by, and where could we add more value? And so very often the customer, of course, has got the very answers to things we might agonise about at sales meetings. Ask those questions, folks. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening in. I've been Simon Hazeldean with my esteemed colleagues, Phil Jesson and Graham Jones, from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com driving your sales forward. All that remains is for us to wish you a very long and prosperous sales career in providing that exceptional level of value and insights to your clients. Lots of other episodes at saleschatshow.com website or from wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, folks. Good luck and good selling. have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling (laughs) 